Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is hard to just be a young kid in Australia and just go straight to the NBL. There's, at the time, there's only eight teams in the league. There's not a lot of spots for all these kids to just jump in and, and sometimes going a different route and figuring it out in the States is awesome for that. I mean, the programs that they have over there, the investment um, into their sports programs and school. Yeah, it, it is definitely a, um, a great uh, learning and, and step for, for kids to take. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today, our guest is Nathan Sobey. Nathan, thanks for joining the show. No, thanks for having me, fellas. First off, congrats on the bronze medal. That's an amazing accomplishment. What was that like for you? Yeah, obviously awesome to be a part of Australia's first ever um, men's medal. And um, yeah, just stoked to be a part of that team and had a great time over there and, and really enjoyed the whole Olympic campaign and to be able to come away with that medal. This is something special. Was that something that you had been kind of dreaming about doing your whole life, kind of growing up in Australia and, and finally getting that chance to, to play for the team in the Olympics? And winning the medal. Yeah, especially as I got older, it sort of became more and more, I guess, my vision and stuff that I wanted to be a part of. And once I first got my opportunity with the Boomers and then being able to see what that culture is about, it was definitely something that I wanted and had on my mind uh, that I wanted to be a part of. So, yeah, like I said, just super stoked to be a part of it now. You guys even beat um, America. And, uh, you know, I got a ton of shit from the boys back in uh, Australia about that win. How did that feel? Uh, yeah, it was good in the lead up to the, um, in Vegas, it was good to get those wins and be, be a part of that and whatnot. But obviously they got it when it mattered and got us um, in the actual games. But um, yeah, it was definitely good to be a part of that. And um, obviously having my wife be American and stuff. And um, it's pretty cool to <laughs> hang it over her before it. But um, yeah, it, it was definitely a, a good lead up to the games. That was also your first time out of Australia since COVID, right? What did that feel like? Yeah, I mean, it was weird because obviously not used to traveling anywhere, especially overseas. Um, within Australia, you're barely allowed to fly different states, let alone right. go somewhere else into a different country. So to be able to do that and see um, my wife's uh, mom and dad and stuff like that, my former coaches and stuff that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, that was awesome. Amazing. Well, maybe take us through a little bit more of the, of the Olympic experience for you. I know this was kind of a strange Olympic, Olympic Games because... They, because of COVID, obviously, so it was limited fans or there weren't really fans, right? Yeah, so there was no fans at all, really, just media yeah. um, and support staff. And then maybe a few others from other sports that could come along. But 
yeah, pretty much no one at all. There was no like chanting or anything like that. So it was it was it was definitely different in that sort of sense. The whole games, other than the no fans in the um games, it was pretty it was it was still awesome. I mean, we still once we were in the village got to interact with other athletes from other countries and and sort of spend time in the dining hall and stuff where it was still that sort of atmosphere of everyone around. So that was good in a sense. And um just the whole game situation was a little bit different with not having anyone there i got a, a two-part question here my first one's a, a quick one you know on twitter we everyone saw the the bedding situation did you guys get those recycled cardboard beds or were they actually <laughs> real rooms no nah, they were definitely made out of um cardboard and stuff um but they were pretty uh well done like it wasn't like it would just fall apart or whatever and right. wait when someone <laughs> would lay on it and whatnot but um yeah it was de- they were definitely the the recycled cardboard and um they had done that pretty they've done a pretty good job of that but the rooms weren't too bad it wasn't it wasn't bad at all and uh, I think you're you know you're downplaying a little bit you know I know the bronze medal was was huge for Australian basketball and just the sport in general um on the island you know I saw uh gays was so emotional talking about it and you guys have kind of done the not not the parade tour but you know you guys have celebrated it because it's such a, a monumental thing in the in the, the country so just take us through like how <clears throat> how that really made you feel and like, how does that like solidify, you know, your legacy as a basketball player and what you kind of thought about yourself growing up as a hooper? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to kind of describe in a sense as well. Like you said, it is huge for Australian basketball, not just for myself personally, but the whole group and everyone that came before us, anyone who's a basketball fan in Australia, it really is a medal for the whole country that's been working so hard to get us in these sort of positions and be able to win a medal. Yeah. I mean, it, it, for an individual accomplishment, um, it's obviously up there with my top of my basketball accomplishments. And being a part of history now um, is something that we can reflect on for forever, really. And um, being able to celebrate the Boomers culture, uh, the celebration of that when we got home out of quarantine with former Boomers or older Boomers that really set that culture and really drove us to want to put the green and gold on and be able to celebrate that medal and, and the culture of them receiving their Akubra hats and stuff like that, to be a part of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is super special, and I'm, I'm really lucky to be able to um, do that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's such an amazing accomplishment, and I think that's something Vic and I have always talked about is, you know, how basketball is really growing, and it's such an international sport, and I think – to have that, to, to win that bronze medal just kind of shows like Australia is really on the map and it really, you guys really can't compete at the highest level. And I think it'll do a lot to just the continued evolution and expansion of the game. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, what was it like for you growing up? How did you get into basketball? Was that just from the jump for you? Did you just have a natural calling to it or did you, did something lead you there? Um, I think, I always just loved basketball. I always had a basketball in my hand. Obviously, growing up in a small country town in Australia, um, down from uh, from Melbourne and Victoria, um, I played a lot from of sports. Geelong, mate. Come was... on, say it right, huh? You're from Geelong. <laughs> say it right. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> but um, from a little country town, and just played a lot of sport. Obviously, Australian rules football is huge in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, Played that majority of time growing up until I made a decision um, that I thought basketball was what I wanted to do and, and I had more fun doing it. Um, I decided to head off to college and spend my time in the States and 
it was just I always loved playing basketball. All my friends chose football, so I, I could have easily just chose football and and went down that right uh, route with my mates and stuff. But um, I just had always had the feeling that basketball was what I wanted to do, and I had more fun doing it. So it was probably just a a young age thing for me where I just really enjoyed uh, bouncing a basketball and chasing around guys that were in our um, semi-professional team in the town I grew up in with um, imports along the lines of Bobby and Tim and Curtis and stuff. And I just loved hanging around with them and spending time with them. So I think it was just a combination of that. Uh, I want to go ahead and correct myself. You're from Warnable. I deserve a good swift elbow to the ribs when we play for that uh, mess up. <laughs> but, uh, did you, any, um, <laughs> did you have any? Did you have any role models growing up uh, from Australia? Like any of the the older guys that you know? You kind of congratulate you guys for the bronze medal coming up when you were first hooping as an Aussie. For me, um, obviously, role models and that was a lot to do with footy and stuff. Growing up, obviously, that was where me and my friends were at, and um, I always followed basketball. Always knew uh, always loved watching Andrew Gazes and all that sort of thing um, but for me it was more of a footy interest at a really young age of like who I was who my idols and that were but over the years of understanding what it is to be a boomer what it is to represent your country and stuff and meeting the people you do along the way and on your path um, and the, learning more and more about the history of Australian basketball um, the Andrew Gazers, the the um, all those sorts of people, all the people we uh, introduced um, the hat, the Cooper hats to on the weekend and celebrated this uh, medal with um, to be able to meet those people um, personally and chat with them about their experiences over the years of what it is, what it is, and what it means to be an Australian basketball player. And I mean, yeah, it's. I, I can't even really put it into words how, how much that means to me. Talk a little bit about your experience growing up in Australia and then deciding to go play college basketball at the University of Wyoming. What was that recruiting process like for you? Um, what weighed in your mind the most heavily for that option? Like what were the deciding factors that made you choose that decision? Yeah, so the little the semi-professional team in Warrnambool that we have, my one of my um, – he was my coach at the time and one of my teammates um, named Tim Ganey. He went, he's from the States, from Colorado Springs. And he went to the junior college in Cochise College in Arizona um, uh, when he was there. And he, the same head coach was still there at the time. Um, and he was talking to that head coach um, about me. And then he asked me, do you want to go to junior college? And I was like, I don't know. I don't really know much about it. I don't know if college basketball is what I really want to do. Um, so we had a little bit of a think about it, watched a bit of tape. Um, he showed me some of his highlights and um, his time when he was at um, Cochise. And about, a, I don't know, a month later or whatever, my bags were packed and um, I was on my way to junior college in Arizona. And um, yeah, I mean, the rest is history with that. I, I loved my time in junior college. Um, and then obviously went down the path of getting recruited from Wyoming in junior college. Um, so I had took a few visits my start sophomore year and then ended up choosing Wyoming. Um, 
in the middle of nowhere, obviously coming from Australia and um, had no idea what I was really doing. The junior college I was at was literally in the middle of nowhere, slapped in the (laughs) desert. Um, Yeah, just basically teams of athletes that went to the school and that was it. Um, It was definitely a a culture change Mm -hmm. in that for me. And um, yeah, I, I, really loved my junior college days obviously we had good teams and whatnot and um but yeah college basketball was kind of scary for me at that age I didn't know what to expect I didn't know how to really um approach it um traveling at first time really first time going overseas um and it was by myself all these flights to take and whatnot um without anyone with me. So it was definitely a little bit daunting at that time. But um, yeah, I mean, I really loved my time in America and stuff. So it was it was definitely worth it. Talk about, because um, I know in Australia, a, a big pipeline for guys getting to the NBL or furthering their career as a professional is going straight to the NBL, you know, kind of doing the DP route, uh, staying here. But talk a little bit about and give us kind of some of the viewers, especially if they're young Australian basketball players, the benefits of going to college and, kind of what you would say for a guy, for a kid growing up that's, you know, has talent and he's getting both recruited by the NBL and, and college basketball, kind of what your advice to them would be. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess everyone's path is obviously going to be different and whatnot, but for me and taking that path to the college and what it did for me um, personally is just figuring out what basketball is like as a full-time investment, um, learning the full ropes of what it takes to be, I guess at that next level of uh, of taking that next level of basketball commitment, going from <laughs> training a couple of times a week in Australia to two a days in America, then weights and whatnot, and just figuring it out along the way of like what it takes, and then obviously how much it helps you in developing your game. Um, I guess, to try and get it to that next level and be ready for that NBL um, jump. But that that for me was probably it. I don't think I was probably ready to be fully invested in the NBL. And it, to, for me to go to America and, and learn how what it takes to improve your game, spend a lot of time on it um, and, and see some sort of progress in the process of what is actually happening and then come back and um, be able to play in the NBL. That's that's what I mainly take from from that sort of thing um, for young kids is it, it is hard to just be a young kid in Australia and just go straight to the NBL. There's, at the time, there's only eight teams in the league. Um, there's not a lot of spots for all these kids to just jump in and, and sometimes go on a different route and figuring it out in the States is awesome for that. I mean, the programs that they have over there, the investment um, into their sports programs and school. Um, yeah, it, it is definitely a, um, a great uh, learning and, and step for, for kids to take. Talk a little bit more about, you know, your evolution as a player. Once you, you, know, you went to college, you got that experience that you just kind of spoke about, and then you were ready for the NBL. And how did that, you know, change your game? How much did you grow as a professional? Um, and kind of like, where are you at now compared to where you were when you first became a professional uh, basketball player? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like just 
the whole fact of showing up early on time. Um, obviously, there's consequences when you don't, um, especially in the college um, college days. So being able to figure out how to be a professional on and off the court, um, that that was huge for me to be able to be ready for when my number was called when I came back. Um, I went through ups and downs like anyone, um, not being able, not getting much uh, court time and whatnot. So being able to stay ready. Um, Keep working on my game when I'm not playing and um, so that when that time comes, you're ready to go. But, yeah, it it definitely – the main thing for me was just being a professional on and off the court, not just being good at basketball. Um, there's a lot of people that can do that. So what's going to help you um, when, uh, when you, it comes time to recruitment in the NBL? What are they going to take? Um, so just being – being on 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 top of all those things mainly mm-hmm. i um you know before we get to the the bullets purse stuff which i'm sure you know everyone wants to joke <laughs> i can't about. wait let's <laughs> let's talk about uh, your early years in the nbl and kind of how you've progressed into such what you've made yourself now right like i you know being having played with you i know you're definitely super disciplined and regimented in uh caring for your body and getting ready for for every game but you know, what was young Nate Toby like as he first entered the NBL? Talk about the, the teams you're on and, and kind of your experience leading up to the Bullets. Yeah, I definitely wasn't like this. this the person you <laughs> seen, I was definitely wasn't the same person. Um, but, yeah, just, I mean, obviously got into the league, started off as a training player for Cairns, um, just went up there to really just train and, and sort of be seen and be in an environment, um, in the NBL environment. Um, so first, firstly, just getting there, doing my time with that training. Was lucky enough to play well in some preseason games. Um, got elevated to 11th man contract to where I could um, suit up in some games. Did that for the whole year, got the opportunity to play a few games. Um, here and there when people got hurt. So was lucky enough to, to um, do well enough to be seen in those sort of moments. Then was lucky enough to get signed a contract to Adelaide for three years, which is when um, I think I really uh, enjoyed the whole process and getting better. Um, learned a lot from head coach Joey Wright there. Spent a lot of time with him um, early days uh, working on my game. And him giving me the opportunity to play when I got to Adelaide. Same I mean, he, his coaching style kind of mimicked your college experience, didn't it? Kind of that American college crazy coach kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So same sort of thing. I was used to it, knew what to expect with him. First, same sort of thing. First year, didn't really get that much time. Had a lot of games where I didn't even play. I had some games where I did play a little bit and, and um, did all right. And then the next year, one of the, our main players got hurt. So I was lucky enough to start in a game um, in my second year in Adelaide and thought I was ready to go and took it uh, with full arms. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just never looked back from them. Once I was given that opportunity, I just took it and ran with it. And, yeah, it's just looking back now, it's sort of that was my shot to sort of crack it. And I'm glad I was ready. And the whole same thing we sort of talked about with, um, professionally on and off the court, looking after my body, looking after myself in the gym, looking after um, my off-court stuff, so that I, when that time was that time came, I was ready and for that moment. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just super lucky, like happy that I I worked for that sort of situation. 
And then that all kind of led you to Brisbane when you played with Vic. What was Vic like as a teammate? I mean, now's your chance to say whatever you want to say to Vic and air it out. Nah, I mean, Vic was awesome. I mean, we <laughs> we loved having him. Obviously, he, his basketball speaks for itself. Um, I hate pumping him up, especially when he's on the same call. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he obviously he can play basketball and whatnot. That speaks for itself. But the locker room guy is what, what bring out the best of Vic. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyable person to be around. Always smile on his face. So, we loved having him uh, with the bullets and, and really enjoyed um, everything that he bought. It's actually funny that um, when uh, all the news hit, you know, and everyone's – all the, the Bullets fans are kind of commenting, uh, this guy <laughs> this guy's just leaving us in the dust. And I'm, I'm, it's funny that you guys played along with it. Um, but I had a great time, with you know, with Brisbane. Obviously, you know, I, I, I'm not coming back, but there was nothing bad, you know, in the media and my media day. I feel like a lot of guys are trying to get me to be like, what was wrong with the Brisbane, right? Like, why why wouldn't you go back to Brisbane? And there was nothing bad that I honestly could say about uh, the Bullets. You know, I thought Perth kind of presented a better opportunity. But I'm interested to see, like, what you think about, you know, Brisbane this upcoming season. Hopefully, I know I know you're hoping as, as much a competitor and shit talker as you are, hoping for upward mobility in, in, in the, the season. So what what are your expectations for this year and, like, how are you hoping that this NBL 22 season goes? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's just all about getting into the back into the playoffs. I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, obviously, the ultimate goal is there. It's the same for everyone. Um, right. But getting to the playoffs is first is our is is the goal that um, that I've got in mind. Obviously, we're putting together a, a team that we think that can help us get there. And um, once preseason hits, we'll start to do whatever we can to play the right way and figure out what's going to be best for us. And obviously, new coach, all sorts of new guys, uh, a, a fair bit of a, a change up. How's so it, it's going to, I've obviously, uh, James has been good. I just haven't been around a lot, like obviously being away and then coming back. And now I'm away again on holidays just to have a little break with the family. But mm-hmm. he's been in contact. We've been in contact, communicating a lot throughout the whole Olympic campaign and during quarantine and stuff. Yeah, he's been awesome um, communicating with me and, and really just just chatting first and foremost before we, we get ready to, to start preseason and get the real stuff ahead. But yeah, th- I mean finals for us right like that's just what's on my mind it's hard to make that top four uh, obviously with so like not a lot of teams in the competition being so tight and yeah I think we were we were right there last year uh, obviously unfortunately you go down with an injury and that, there's not much we can do about that and we really struggled to to find that um, struggled to play without you in the beginning um, especially um, and I think we found a little bit of a groove towards the end where we, we found ways that we suited that suited us to play and, and to win games. So hopefully we can move that forward and and figure out that quicker this year so that when it is the first game, we, we're ready to go and we don't get off to a slow start, whatnot. But yeah, same thing again. Just, I just want to play in the playoffs. Once you get in the playoffs, the rest the rest will take care of itself. But getting there is that first hard step that we, we need to get to. And do you think yeah. uh, you uh, you doing the scout? I mean, now obviously you have to go through uh, good old Perth to get there. You think you're doing the scout when we play you guys? You telling you telling Robert Franks or, or Lamar the uh, scout report on, on Perth's foreman? I'll leave it to CJ. CJ's all over it. You know that. Uh, CJ and Vandy will be on top of everything. Uh, 
they'll be watching enough film of you to, to try and break down areas that we can try. I can't and wait down. to go left against the Brisbane Bullets. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Send him I just know there's going to be on the sky report. Let me tell you, if I make a left, if I, if I dunk it with my left hand, you won't hear the end of it. Be talking to your bench if I go left and fucking dunk. <laughs> if you dunk it left hand, then yeah, I'm, I'm going straight. To Kudos to you. No, I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to just watch it, to see the rivalry unfold now. Honestly, I remember when Vic, when Vic told me he was going to Perth, that was the first thing we, I was like, uh-oh. Like, because we were still trying to get this podcast to happen. And Vic was like, I don't know if it's going to happen now. I don't know if oh, he's going to no. join it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once we play, it'll be a different story. But of course, like, of course. Now it's fine. Like, but there's no, I mean, people, like Vic said, the media is the media. They're, yeah. I mean, I posted that comment on the NBL thing, and then I don't even look at the comments coming back. And then Jace. <laughs> said he did it as well and he just said that it was just going out of control and what did you comment uh, what did you say exactly i i just put the thumbs down emoji <laughs> okay. and just left it at that and then people were like uh i ended up having to go back and like see what was going on and um it was funny because i was sending vic messages at the same time yeah. they probably just thought that we were initially just yeah. like we hate vic like don't have anything to do with him anymore but we're laughing in our own messages yeah. and whatnot yeah. and the media is the media. They're always going to take it out of um, out of context and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like we're friends and build a relationship off the court. That whether and Vic's the same. When we compete, we're compete. We're the ultimate competitors. Mm-hmm. So, but when we're off the court, there's no hard feelings yeah. or whatnot. Absolutely. This is people's jobs, careers. Like there's only a short window that you get to do this. So. At the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. Totally. And for you, what are your goals for the rest of your career? You know, is there anything else that's kind of driving you or is it just get better every year, get back to the playoffs? Or do you have other specific goals in mind? I mean, mine's pretty simple. I haven't won an NBL championship yet. Uh, I feel like I've been close a few times. um, And that's just that's it for me. Like I'm always keep working on my game and keep getting better and and try to do whatever I can in that sort of aspect. But at the end of the day, it's, it's simple. Like I just want to win a championship and it's sort of at that time now, like it's whatever it takes uh, sort of thing. Like, you know, early days you want to just play, like you just want to get burned. You just want to prove that you can play at this level. So that's how it's been, been for me. And I think moving forward, it's just it's kind of flip that switch. Uh, just do whatever it takes to win games, so that we can get that opportunity to compete for a championship. And um, yeah, that's it for me. I mean, you're getting old now. Shit. I mean, what do I mean, you get about two or three more years till you're forty? Shit. Oh, no, you you got to get one you, soon. You've been saying I'll be thirty-five for like <laughs> five years. Well, the one thing I at least can agree on is that you know you said we're going to compete hard as hell on the court. And boy, am I excited to play in Brisbane. But more so after that, the fact that you're taking me and Jason Mumu after the game is just unbelievable <laughs> on your part. I can't wait. Hey, I, I, I can't wait story that. that. I heard a little story that you might have to do that. Why? Who said that? He said he said you might owe him. He, I don't know. He said that he he's got a free dinner from me and you now. <laughs> no, I think Carla had my phone. I don't know. If, I don't know if I had, <laughs> I had my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told him, you still old Jace Mumu. I said, well, I'll just come, you know, as a, as a good bloke. And, and yeah, just, you know, why ride not? That wave and get him. It's, it's only been two years. I think I've already met four. <laughs> so how about uh, off the court? Is there anything that you're into off the court that you want to talk a little bit more about? I mean, I'm pretty simple. It's my family. Uh, it's my family and my friends. Um, 
when I'm not playing basketball, I'm spending time with my wife and my daughter. I mean, we play Fortnite again. I mean, running, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you worry. When I get back on the island, during, we play Fortnite. During the, <laughs> during the season, I'll play a little bit about a little bit of Fortnite. But um, Vic always complains that his um, internet is horrible for his his bad play. <laughs> but, yeah, that sounds uh, like Vic. That sounds like Vic. Throwing controllers in the river and whatnot. Um, <laughs> oh, that's but uh, no. Nah, I surf a little bit when I can, um, play golf, just, yeah, and not much. I mean, family is pretty much 90, yeah. 95% of that. Well, we'll try to, we'll try to uh, start wrapping it up. We, uh, we have a tradition here at uh, 94 More Podcast, you know, with our basketball guys. We're going to ask you, name your top, I say top four ba- basketball players of all time. You can do an Australian edition and an American edition if you want. You know, yeah, let's let's do an Australian edition first, and then we'll go to all time, and then we'll see, we'll see what you get. Right, Australian one first. I'm going to go Andrew Gaze. One. Patty Mills. Mm. Two. Luke Longley. Got it. Whoa, this is where it's tough. Oh, man. Yeah, you put me on the spot here. I'm probably yeah, not even time to have even a little think of it. <laughs> no, no thinking. You just got to say it. I can't wait to hear from Andrew. I, Andrew Bogut. Got it. Thank God. Well, you're getting cut tomorrow that you didn't say Sam McKinnon. I mean, I'm getting cut anyway. So if I say him or I don't <laughs> say him. <laughs> Let's go to your all-time top four. It could have Australians in it. Just all-time top four to you. LeBron. Is one? Michael. All right. Yeah. Uh, Michael's Kobe. Two. It's fine. We're not going to have this argument. You asked me, not yours. I didn't know. I, I didn't say anything. I just, I just. No, I, 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 I when you said anything. Kobe, I responded. I appreciate I didn't the say Kobe anything. nod. I'm going to have to put a. A big in there at least. Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna put Shaq in there. Okay, and Shaq. All right, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. It's it's not my top four, but you know it's a respect. Exactly. Top four, if anything, Vic seems like he's having a hard time not responding. I, I got we're, Mike. We're... Mike on the Wizards. Mike with a fade and bold. Mike is my top. Oh, four. Here we go. Yeah. No, we're gonna end this before it gets out of hand. Sobe, we, we appreciate you, man. He'll keep talking man. for another hour. I know. Let him talk I can't him. wait to get. I can't wait to get to Perth and get into the AFL too. Does Perth have an AFL team? Yeah, they got two. Which one's the better one? What a bad this question. year. This year, free, are they on par? Like Fremantle did. They were right there trying to compete for the final as well. But over the past, West Coast has been. Um, I'm a diehard fan. I'm a diehard West Coast fan. I believe. Of course. I believe. Black and white. What are they? What are their colors? They're blue and blue. Yeah, they're blue and go- blue and yellow. Perfect. I can't. Rams I can't believe they're blue and yellow. Rams they're out the picture. They're out the picture. <laughs> out, out the picture. <laughs> oh man. Well, Nathan, thanks again for joining us today. Really appreciate it, uh, and looking forward to having you back on. Thanks, Toby. Thank you very much for having me. It was good to chat. Absolutely. Can't wait to see you. Take it easy. I'll see you soon. All right. Take Absolutely. care. You uh, wanted to wrap it up. At, you wanted to do a little wrap up after the interview. Absolutely. About that, but he didn't know that, and he was having a real hard time getting off. Well, that's right. It's a little yeah. awkward. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was great. I I love talking to Sobe. I'm gonna miss him. Miss playing with him. Sobe's such a a competitor. You couldn't, um, you know, if the the viewers didn't get a real snapshot of how fiery and passionate he is about basketball. That's no, one thing I'll say about him. You know. Is uh, he was definitely one of the hardest working, hardest playing guys. I got it. And what's funny is my friends back home that will watch us play, seeing how hard Toby competed and played, compared him, and you know, not the same game, not the mm-hmm. same player, compared him to the Australian Russell Westbrook, which was hilarious to me. Just how hard he played all the time, and just I feel like he just gave it his all, like every yeah. game, and 
You know, no matter how he played, like I always could respect it because of, you know, just everything he gave to us. And now when you play against him, you're going to play a little harder, aren't you? You're going to make sure you I'm going in to kick the bullets. Go- That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm going in it, to kill the bullets. You respect I can't him. wait to play Brisbane. I can tell you're excited. I can't, I can't wait to play Brisbane. I can't wait to, I can't wait to play in general. Um, but the Brisbane game will mean 0.1% more, just a little bit more. Playing against those a little guys. extra shit talking, a little oh extra drawing on the side. A ton of it, a ton of it. Oh. I can't wait to look at the bench, but you know it, it's all in good fun. Like Toby said, you know on the court we just compete, but after the game it's, it's all love and all jokes. So I, I'm I'm excited to get down there and see everybody. Yeah, no, that'll be must watch TV. The big return of what, what's your nickname? What were they calling you in summer league? The lawyer? That's not what they're no, calling. Jack. Laying That's down, they're saying laying down the law. <laughs> That's what you've been trying to pump out for years now, Big the lawyer. Law laying down the law. That's what they got. That was never catch on. That's not a good nickname. The lawyer. It kind of worked though. Oh, the lawyer? Maybe not. How come I couldn't be the sheriff? Why does it have to be the lawyer? You could be the sheriff. That's good. That's better. The gun? The lawyer. There's just no one. The, there's no one named a lawyer. There's no one with the nickname lawyer. The gun? What, but the lawyer doesn't even roll off the tongue well. Does it have to? Yeah, it does. That's why you're not in market. Right now, I you am in marketing. Jesus, you're the head of marketing. First of all, the fire you in that job. Jesus, the lawyer. Well, I can't be fired, unfortunately. But um, but no, I think not that, when I buy you guys out. I buy no, you guys think, out. Oh, Jake, but I think I that there's something to be said about the lawyer. I don't know. We, you know, the listeners can weigh in something on it. Can let us what, know what, what is there to be said about it? I don't know. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but I've it stays got, with you. It stays it, with you. No, it doesn't. It stays with you. I've also got a, got more to say. I think the um, especially Australia. I think the Australian basketball league is really taking big steps forward, right? Like I think a couple of years ago, people weren't really talking about Australian like the NBL, other than fans in the NBL. And now, mm-hmm. with all the the next stars, the guys coming back to America, you know, in the past couple of seasons, they've had a handful Ball of guys go back, back to the NBA. Yeah, Lamelo Ball definitely. Yeah, Lamelo was a, a huge. Visibility razor for the NBO, but just the brand like their level of basketball is increasing. Like you was know, you the tell didn't it, wasn't there a draft pick in the lottery that was from yeah uh, Josh Giddy yeah Josh Giddy they was even they the have another guy that's top twenty two he wasn't in the lottery was he he was outside the lottery he was in the lottery he was yeah. hmm. for a long time people didn't think thought he would like was gonna be a late mid to late first rounder and I guess Sam Presti just really thought like he had a steal with him you know I'm I'm kind of sad that. He ended up twisting his ankle in the first game in summer league, but I think he has a bright future. I think, you know, if the Thunder can use all those picks and really build a contender, I think Giddy gives them a valuable asset on that team. Like, you know, he's a huge play, big yeah. playmaker. He's tall. It gets better defensively. And I think Giddy can have a long, successful NBA career. Yeah, no, I'm excited to watch this season. I mean, NBA for sure, but even just the fact that you're back in Australia, I think there's a lot of, and I've been looking into it. It seems like there's a lot of interesting teams and it should be a really exciting uh, season. So, you know, it's crazy. A lot of like former NBA guys and G League guys are going over now. Yeah. And because the market is still so bad, like internationally, um, both the G League and Australia just look so more, so much more appealing. Like NBL does a great job with the management of their players and the treatment, right. There could be a little things better, but if you compare it to other leagues, like the NBL does a great job. So I think a lot of people are seeing that now, and the NBA is getting much more talented. Not like the well, Perth Wildcats, not like not like those Wildcats, <laughs> but they're getting better. Hey, well, the road goes through Perth for the championship. Now it goes through Melbourne. Melbourne won last year. Well, not this year. Not this year. Know. We know, yeah. This year it's going you know. through Perth. I mean, welcome to welcome out west, baby. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> 
I appreciate you. No, I appreciate uh, you, Jake. We'll catch up later. Have a good one. Absolutely. Always, brother. Take care. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio, sound editing by Rashad Allen, music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.